I started a brand new series about the power of your tongue or the power of your words. I believe with our words, we can guide actually success and also the blessing of God. Do you know that when you speak out life-changing words, you can create something. With your word, you can create something. Have you ever, ever, ever figured that out? If you say a, a compliment or a positive word to a girl, to a boy, it does something. You can also damage a person with one single word. Uh, some weeks ago, I'm in a small group with a, with a men's small group with around eight guys. And we started a small group. We said, everyone speaks out for one minute a praise report over one person. And we had eight person and seven person were speaking out for seven minutes. Praise reports, the compliment, all the strength that we see that that person has. And I'll tell you something, after we have done that, everyone, and we are boys, we had tears in our eyes because we felt the power of encouragement. Your words can create something or we, my words can also damage something. I want to start with a very, very good uh, illustration, actually, to explain us why words are so powerful. That's why we need wisdom, how we use our words. There was a lady, and she was not happy uh, with the pastor. And she started uh, gossiping, and she started to some rumors about the pastor. It goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And after some months, she was very sick and very ill, and she felt very bad. And she made a decision, I want to go to the pastor and I want to ask him for forgiveness. And she took all the courage and she went to the pastor and said, Pastor, I'm so sorry, I spoke negative about you, I spread some rumors and gossiping and all those things and I feel really, really sorry. The pastor said, hey, no problem, I forgive you. And she felt, oh my gosh, this was pretty easy. But then the pastor said, two things I would love if you do that. First of all, take this pillow Go out to the church tower, and when you reach the top of the church tower, you rip that pillow apart, and then you let go all the feathers from the church tower. She did that, and it was pretty easy. Check this out. Feathers and feathers is never like a never-ending story. And then when she came down, a wind came. And the wind, check this out, blew all the feathers in all the directions. And then the pastor said, now go out and pick every single feather. And she said, sorry, it's not possible. It spread all over the village, from the village to the other village. It's not possible anymore. And he said, here is a lesson for life. If you gossip, if you spread rumors about the person behind their back, you will not be able, if you feel sorry, you will not be able to pick them up again. It does something. And I love this illustration because this gives me uh, the, the knowledge, Leo, be careful what you say. You have to understand my mom was a very honest mom. My mom, what she thought, she just said. was always real. But sometimes you can be so real and you dis they, they discourage some people, you dis dis disappoint people because sometimes you have to need a filter. You have to understand what you're saying has a big impact. Here is an amazing Bible verse in Psalm 43, verse 12 and 13. It's a question. Does anyone to live a life that is long and prosperous? 
Is anyone here you want to have a life, a long life? Hands up. Yeah, that's why uh, we don't like the coronavirus, right? We want to live forever. Then keep your tongue, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. With other words, be careful what you say, how you say, when you say, because you need a filter, you need the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says we should be eager to learn the prophetic gifts. We are prophets for God. We speak out the truth. We encourage people. They're feeling weak. They're tired. We use the living word to uplift a person. We want to have a long life. Now comes the question, why do we love spread rumors and gossiping? If you read the news, read the news. Every day is about gossiping, right? About Donald Trump. Now it's John Biden. Now it's the Corona. Now it's about Switzerland. You read so much gossiping in the news. Why in the world? We love to speak about other people. Have you figured out in, 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 in a company, in a break time, 50 minutes, you speak about the boss. You speak about a lot of things behind the backs, but you never uh, issue, address this topic with the boss because this needs courage. Here are three reasons why we love to speak negative about a person. What does psychology say? Three things. They say, when we speak negative about another person, we feel important. I lift myself up and I put the other person down. Point number two, to enhance oneself by developing others. Point number three, to distract from your own weakness. When you spread rumors and gossiping, what happens? You lift yourself up, right? And you put other people down. And we do this especially when we feel weak. When you're weak and tired, This is what we do. The very first thing, because we want to give the feeling, um, but I'm very good. I'm even better than the other person is. Brain research, now this is an amazing, um, they came up, gossiping creates a happiness hormone. <laughs> In your brain, a happiness hormone. The other slides say uh, it releases the endorphin. Endorphin is, gives you the feeling in your brain. I am happy. It's the same substance if you eat a chocolate. Who loves Swiss, I mean, not chocolate. Who lives Swiss chocolate? Yeah, wow, everyone, that's why you're living in Switzerland. You came only because of the chocolate, right? Chocolate, cheese, and money. And the most beautiful people, all in Switzerland, because it's you. Um, it's the same thing, when you're weak, when you're tired, you come home after, after work, how often do you eat a piece of chocolate? It gives us the same feeling of happiness, right? And they're saying if you speak negative about your boss, about the situation, it does the same thing. That's why it's not so easy for us not speaking negative about other people. What does the Bible say? In uh, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8, the word of gossiping is like a choice morsel. They go down in the inmost part. With other words, when we gossip, it does something in the people where we have spoken so negative about it. I mean, psychology, cool, brain research, you're doing a awesome job, but the Bible 3,000 years ago, he knew already the results. And here is often the word used, and I want to show it, uh, you, if you speak negative about other people, you see often the word blasphemy. You have maybe heard that word from the Holy Spirit in the old Greece, blasphemia. That means you speak negative about the Holy Spirit. But this word you can find often in terms of speaking negative also to other people. This has a two 
things harm a person's good reputation, you kill the reputation of a person, you damage the good reputation even though of God. And God says, don't do that. Not even if the Holy Spirit, because that sin will not forgiven. But even though if you speak negative about other person, we put those people down. I want to show you going back to all the feathers. I'm going to show you the effects that it has. Now Pastor Dan comes on the stage and he has to wear a mask. Now I want to show you and explain you what words actually does. If I spread a rumor, if I start to gossiping about Dan, it has an amazing negative effect. Point number one, God created the heaven and the earth and the seventh day God rested. With the words, God created something. With my words, I create something in you. You understand that? There is every single person you talk negative, it's a creation of God Almighty. And every day when God thinks about you, Pastor Dan, he starts to celebrate because you are made of God. And let's give Pastor Dan a big hand, a big, come on, a big hand, very loud, come on, louder, 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 louder. Can you hear it? This is the sound of heaven. Do you know that? Every single morning, there's a big round of applause for you, for Pastor Dan. God is so excited about you. But if I spread rumors about Pastor Dan, this is what happens. It sticks. It sticks all over. And words has a crazy power dynamic. Some, there is a problem if you speak negative about a person behind their back. Always it comes to his attention. It's always a person, hey, Pastor Dan, hey, don't tell anyone that I tell you what they have told about you. Hey, please don't tell it. Have you ever heard the words, please don't tell it? It's, please keep it for yourself. Those people that come with that, don't trust them. Because a person is honest, he will not even say that. He said, hey, I heard, I heard something and I think there's a problem between you and that guy. Words are hurtful, painful, negative spoken. Now, can you lay it into the thing? But the second thing, if, if I spread a rumor or a gossiping, I will, the feathers, they go all over. Check this out. So now can you see Pastor Dan? No, you don't see the real Pastor Dan anymore. You see Pastor Dan is in feathers. When you speak rumors about a person, you know what happens? Even though if you have never heard about Pastor Dan, you have always a clear picture who he is. I want to make it simple. Now in the corona season, I was almost every week I got the email or a feedback from people from other churches say, I heard about ICF. What do you hear about ICF? Oh, no good thing. You are a mega church. Mega church means big, not strong, not deep, not real. It's all about show. And my response is always, have you ever been to ICF? No, but I heard a lot about ICF from people I trust. Have you ever heard things like that? Guys, that's not fair. This is what the devil does. 
The devil speaks rumor, gossiping about the kingdom of God. And we start to believe that God is not good, that God is not faithful. And even though we never was in the presence of God, we start to believe that. And I think Pastor Dan is a guy with feather. I heard that from so many people. Hey, this is what the devil does. The devil keeps you and me always down. The devil keeps you down. Gossiping, speaking negative, keeps people down. You know what God does? The opposite. Then there's so many rumors. Come, come out. I want to lift you up. You are chosen and not frozen. You anointed, you are blessed, I am with you. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say because you're chosen, you're unique, and your story is not over yet. Huh? And now check out, even if I ask for forgiveness, check out, he will walk away, he has forgiven me. It takes years and months to take away all the negative words. They have spoken about him. And I think this illustration is very deep because it gives us an idea how careful we have to be what we speak because we are in a culture, we, we're gossiping all the time. And we think this is a culture. No, it's not a culture. It comes straight from hell. And I want to end and end. I want to give you very practical steps. How can we change the culture? I, I really do believe we can change a culture. Um, you have to understand, if, if you have never done sport, you say, I'm not a very sporty person. No big deal. If you start doing sport after one year, your whole entire body starts to change, right? We can learn things. Maybe you've never growing up in a, in a family where you speak the, the prophetic words from God. You've never learned to be positive. You can learn that. You don't have to be negative. Swiss people are very positive. Positive is actually a gift from God. As a how, this is how you can avoid gossiping some five very practical points. Protect your ears. Start to protect your ears. If a person comes and he starts to speak negative about another person, ask themselves the question, why do you talk? Why do you share this with me? Why me? Why me? Question number two, have you ever addressed this point with that person? Have you ever had the courage to speak with that person about what happened? Point number three, should I pick the phone and let's invite that person right now? We can talk together. <laughs> and then comes always the, the message, go and speak with that person and bring the fish on the table. That is like a Swiss, bring the fish on a table. Be straight, be honest. You have to protect your ears because you can say, I don't want to hear it's not my business. It's not my story. Here is the point. You have to understand where are the people you are allowed to speak about your frustration. You have to define the place and also the person. Point number two, avoid people who are gossiping. Why should we avoid those people? It's very practical, very simple. If you have friends, they're gossiping all the time. You have to know if you are not around, you will be the next person they will gossip 
Because this is like a strategy, this is like a characteristic what people do. That means you're not in a safe place. Of course, if you meet a person for the very first time, you have no clue if this is a gossiping person, yes or no. You have no clue, but if they're gossiping all the time, they speak all these negative words about it doesn't matter about whom or not, you should say, stop, it's not my business. That's another point. Never fight a battle where winning doesn't make a change. This is very important for, for people that are married. Never fight a battle where winning doesn't make a change. Often you have an argument in a relationship and you're going in so hard and you win, but winning doesn't make a change. Then don't fight. Don't fight because it doesn't make any difference. Pastor Sana, point number three and four is um, very practical what we actually have, have done because we have also a lot of room to grow. We are not perfect. I mean, we are almost perfect. No, just kidding. We are not perfect. I mean, I mean, you're growing up in a very family. Your family has never spoken negative about anyone. My mom all the time. Then we married. I, I have no filter. And you had a big filter. And we have to navigate somehow in that topic. And we felt like this is a topic where in the corona season, God taught us very, very cool practical things. Yeah, one very practical point is purify your heart. I can remember very, very well about a situation I was uh, hurt inside. And as a good Christian, you might think, okay, you have to forgive. That's, they didn't mean it like that. And, and you know that person, that's okay. And you, you push the, the hurt somewhere inside of you and think that's fine. And uh, there are a lot of promises I could speak out and, and uh, quote like Bible verses and, and tell myself all will turn out for your best and so so on and so on. And all of a sudden, I felt like the Holy Spirit telling me, stop it now. Because before you not pouring out your heart, it cannot be filled again. So that made very much sense for me. And ever since we pay attention, Leo and myself, that we pour out our hearts with all the hurts, with all the bad feelings, with all what stresses us about people. And we made it a custom that we walk for one hour and pour out our hearts. But we pay attention where we do it, with whom we do it, and, and uh, we do it together. We just walk together and there is a secure place because we know we stay inside of our marriage, what we speak about people, but we realize it's very important to speak about what, what offends us, what hurts us, because otherwise it would be like you having um, knives in your back and praying that the wound is healing before the knives are out. If you speak out what hurts you, if you speak out and, and make, it, make it a sentence and, and say it out loud what is hurting you, it's like taking out, pulling out the knives of your back and then you have the chance, the wound has the chance to heal. It says in Luke, 6 verse 45, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And we all may know people that are a little bit sarcastic in their ways they are talking. Or maybe they have some tune that is a little bit spiky. So always 
little bit, um, you know, power that you think, what is going on with these people? But we learned to speak it out the one way when we do our two-hour walks together. We speak out one way what bothers us, what hurt us, and then the way back home, we bless the people. We pray for the situation. We pray that God's order and, and God's righteousness come into the situation. And we are able to let go because it's not inside of us. You said something very interesting. When we walk back, we pray for one hour for people about those people. We, they hurt us, they've disappointed us. We pray for one hour. That's maybe, that's a lot of people spilling. You feel so empowered last week because we prayed for you. Just kidding. <laughs> I just want to say prayer is a power because you need this. Here's the point. You need a secret place where you can share your frustration. And often we are taught, swallow your, your, your disappointments and start to praise and worship God. Yeah, that's this one way, but it's not always working on that way. You need a place where you can share your frustration, your deepest hurts about the person, about your man, husband, whatever. But then... I always pray that God bless this person. God, give them success. Let them be prosperous. Let them bloom and blooming and all those things because I want to lift up those persons in prayer. This is a little bit what we experienced uh, the last couple of months. But also there's some days, and that's not also important, some days, some, some days actually, where I'm so tired. And then I say, honey, Today, let's walk, but I don't want to hear any negative word because I am tired. And she said, oh, but there's so much stuff in me. You know what when, What we do? We're going down with the elevator. She walks the way on the right-hand side, and I walk the way on the left-hand side. And after two hours, we meet again. This is also very normal because you're not always in the mood for that negative things in life. But you need a place. You need at least one person where you can share out what's going on in your heart. Let's give Pastor Sana a big round of applause. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I would love to close, develop an encouraging godly culture. I really do believe we can create that culture. I made a decision, however you grow up, whatever your story is, you can say from now on, me and my family or myself and my whole small group, from now on, I want to create a godly culture of uplifting people. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue. God has given us a well-instructed tongue. We are able to lift up, create, or disappoint people. To know the word that sustains the weary. He awakens me morning by morning. My ear to listen like a being instructed. With other words, Isaiah is saying, I pray every single morning, God, give me a prophetic word for a person in need. You are a prophet. You are a prophet in this world. You're the salt and the light in this earth. God is using you to lift a person up with one single word. Yesterday, um, we were biking with, my, with our bike, actually. And while I was biking... All of a sudden, a, a, a man came to my mind. And I have nothing to do with this man. And I felt, why in the world comes this man to my attention? And then I took out my smartphone. I sent him a voice message. Hey, I just was biking and your name came to my mind. I don't know how, how you're doing. Is there anything what I can do for you? One minute later, he texted me back. Why in this earth? 
you have fooled me the right moment. I have a question, I have some struggles in my life and I ask God for direction. But then came your, your question, please pray with me. This is so simple, you see, what's the point? That's how you start to be a prophet. A person comes to your mind, your mom and your dad, shoot out a text message, shoot out a compliment, shoot out a prophetic word over that person. You can learn that. And often you have a dream about a person, a good dream, or a person comes to your mind, be a prophet, start to create the culture. Swiss people, German people, they think, if I say nothing, means I love you. Saying nothing means already I love you. Saying a compliment is always too much for them. No. Being a prophet has nothing to do with being a German, a Swiss guy from America. It's a godly thing. With one word, you can change a person's life. And I want to be, you know, the gossiping guy. I want to spread feathers and rumors. I will not do that anymore. I have my room and my space with my wife. But then I ask every day the Holy Spirit, is there one word or one Bible verse? one idea I can shoot this out to that person and that person and you start to create a culture I want to love to close with some roses spreading good news being a prophet often you think I'm, I'm, I'm coming too short but if you hand out a rose for example do you oh sorry <coughs> this one I want to say thank you to you for, for being every week here in ICF. You are setting up all the chairs early in the morning. Maybe nobody sees you, but God sees you. And I want to say thank you to you because you are so important for us as a church. Yeah, hear I want to give you this rose. I want to say thank you. I don't know your name. Barbara, Barbara, thank you so much for coming to the church, listening to the Word of God. And I want to say God is not finished with you. God has still a big plan for you. And there's, God has so much in store for you. I want to... Yeah, welcome. I want to give you this rose. I want to say to you, you are so beautiful because your heart is so pure. God has given you a special heart. Keep this heart pure because God wants to use you. You have a gift from God. This is what I believe. Wherever you are, you're creating an atmosphere where things are changing. People, they will trust you because you're trustworthy. This is what I just feel that God has given to you. Come on. Going on this side. So, hello. What's your name? Angelo. Angelo from Italy. What? Wow, Angelo, you have a longing for the kingdom of God. You have a longing to see the same signs and miracles that Jesus performed. And the Bible says, don't give up believing that those things is possible also with you in your own nation. And you are a salt and a light and God will use you also for the Italian family. But God, you will be a key and I think you will gather some people, they're doing something new in terms of small group church, whatever, but God has given you a special longing for that. Just keep doing the good work for Jesus. Grazie. Grazie. I want to give it to you. I see you very often in our church. You're sitting always somewhere.
And I'm so thankful that you love the Lord, that you seek the Lord. And I think your life will be prosperous. You will see awesome things because God is for you and not against you. Often you think, I'm, I'm not unique, but you are unique. Every person is unique. And don't believe the lies that you're not unique. You're very unique. You're well gifted from God Almighty. Let's give him a pause. So, this is... So, I, gave, I handed over roses. If you hand over roses, you know what happens? Your hands... Smell it? Smell it? Smells nach... Roses. Roses. If you hand over roses, the fragment of roses stick. If you start to speak out the prophetic word, something left behind you as well. You all have the word of God in your life as well. You can never give out and running too short. If you're giving out and you spread the word of God, it comes back to you. This is what the Bible says. That's why don't gossip, comes back to you in a curse, but start to spread the word of God, encourage people with the life-changing word, and the blessing of God comes back on you. Let's give God a big round of applause. Come on, church. Woo!